0: You are locked on sun devils your daily podcast on the arizona state sun devils part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Welcome Sun Devil fans to a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. I'm your host Richie Bradshaw joined always by my good friend Connor Drios and we got a basketball heavy episode for you today. We're going to start off talking about the canceled game against Florida AM, how unfortunate that is for the Sun Devils and what it could have meant for the team if they had gotten to play that game. We're going to go ahead and talk about What's next for the basketball team as we will have a little over a week to prepare for a three game stretch against three top 10 opponents and then close it out with some more news for the East West Shrine Bowl and the Arizona state Sun Devils that are going to be playing. You can find me on Twitter at Richie Bradstreet six. You can find Connor at C Drios and you can find the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Speaking of the podcast, We're free and available on all platforms, which includes, but is not limited to, Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. The best part, not only is it free and available on all platforms, like I already said, but we're there Monday through Friday, giving you the best Arizona State content in the whole wide world. This particular episode is brought to you by Sonos. Reinventing home audio for today and tomorrow, the smart home sound system and the official partner of ESPN College Football. Help the world listen better. With a basketball-heavy episode ahead of us and a little bit of football talk too, I do have to ask because I am contractually obligated, Connor, how are you doing today?
1: Not too bad. Kind of bummed we didn't get to watch that game. We uh, held off on recording the podcast a little bit uh, later in the day just so we could watch this game and talk about that, so... Uh, I mean, we still get to, it's just in a much different fashion. We didn't get to say that the ASU Sun Devils dominated Florida A&M, uh, but still still something to talk about for sure.
0: I think it's very generous of you to assume that they were going to dominate any basketball team considering they don't, but I mean, it is what it is. Look, this looking team at this 2-8 and 0-8 and and on the road. I, hey man, uh, I just, I, I love your optimism. I just don't trust this Sun Devils basketball team. But with that being said, this was a great opportunity for the Sun Devils to come out and actually dominate a team the way that they have been supposed to with quite a few of these games this year. But unfortunately we're not going to be able to get that game due to a power outage. And right now the lovely state of Arizona, particularly the Valley that we live in is got some major, uh, like thunderclouds going on with the potential for some rain, which I'm here for. I love that. But that does mean that there is the cost of power outages, which is the case now at Desert Financial Stadium. I believe it's Desert Financial. I don't know.
1: So Desert Financial Arena, really arena. quick. Arena ASU was a sixteen and a half point favorite.
0: We weren't going to cover with
1: how, and I'm not even saying that they would, but I I probably would have I would have been real close to taking ASU. I, I just Florida AM and is not a good basketball team. ASU has not been. Phenomenal by any stretch, and I've, I've definitely been on the other side of it, saying I'd rather take the other team to cover more than likely, but this one, i, I if you would have honestly asked me to uh, what I thought about it, I might have said taking AC to cover, but Desert Financial Arena, from what I'm understanding, there's a tweet out from devilsdigest.com uh, saying that it sounds like there is a water pipe burst in the arena that's actually affecting other parts of the campus. Uh, it sounds like the power outage is also affecting uh, the football stadium as of right now, So, uh, which there was also the women's basketball game who was supposed to, to play, I think, at like noon, noon today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that was also canceled. So instead of just res- rescheduling the game, ASU has canceled their game against Florida AM. and And now they don't play until, um, I think it's December 30th against USC, and they're at USC as well.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be a long time to prepare. And I mean, this isn't the first time that we have seen uh, the NCAA decide to cancel a what you would call like a, like a quote unquote cupcake game. Uh, there, there was a few years ago where, excuse me, LSU had canceled a game. This football had canceled a game against some kind of Florida team. Maybe it was Florida a you and know, who knows? But they, they ended up just canceling the game entirely. And it just, it didn't really affect LSU. It just kind of took away one of their easy games where they could have built up the confidence of the team where I'm upset about that. This is just a little side note. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm a huge Leonard Fournette activist. And that season, Leonard Fournette ended the year with 1,973 rushing yards. He would have been the first SEC player to rush for 2,000 yards in a single game if he got that extra season. game.
1: Single
0: season. It, season, yeah.
1: Hell of a game.
0: That would be a hell of a game. Like, no just touchdowns. Like a 199-yard like rush every time, but he got like stopped right at the goal line. Yep. And he had 20 carries. No, yep. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, that that's just a personal little sidebar. But the point being is this isn't the first time. It won't be the last time where the NCAA has decided to just cancel a game and not worry about rescheduling it. Now, if this was a game against U of A, of course, that they would reschedule this game or any other conference game. They would reschedule it. They they need to because those games are very important and weigh, and weigh quite a bit when it comes to deciding... Divisional standings when it comes to figuring out seating for the uh, Pac-12 Championship Tournament and potentially, depending on who you are, the the seating for the March Madness bracket. So it just it is what it is. Unfortunately, this was going to be a game where we would have anticipated Arizona State to come out firing on all cylinders and potentially really getting their confidence back and and giving them what what's that end up being nine days. To prepare for a daunting stretch against three top ten teams as of right now, which we'll talk about more in the second segment, but it stinks, Connor. It it stinks because that definitely could have been a motivational kind of game.
1: So that, that was what I was gonna ask you next. Is do you think this helps the Sendivals or hurts them?
0: Um it just it it's so tough because your your last game would have been on Sunday on December 19th. That means you're going eleven days without playing a game. And I would tell you that would be more of a bad thing than it would be a good thing because you're going to get the guys not so much rusty, but it, it essentially just means that they're not going to be on the court as much playing competition. I'm sure they'll have some like team scrimmages or stuff like that. They'll have plenty of practice. It's not like they're just going to sit there and do nothing on their winter break. They've got plenty of time to prepare for these games. But the other unfortunate thing is you've got a very tough schedule that you're not going to be prepared for potentially. So the first game you have, you're going on the road to USC. I don't know how confident I am with that.
1: Were you going to be prepared for it either way?
0: Probably not. But I mean, at least you would have had another game under your belt. Like I said, you go from nine days of rest to 11 days of rest. That's a really big difference.
1: No, nope, totally agree. I, I think as far as helping or hurting, I think that falls on the, the individual, not even just so much Bobby Hurley and the coaching staff. I, I think each player, how they prepare for their games and and how much practice time they need, all that differs from the individual player, right? So for them to get this time off, if they were to have gone in there uh, or they would have just destroyed Florida AM, hypothetically, could that boost their confidence? Maybe. Do they know they should win that game and win it pretty convincingly? Yeah, they should. Because if they don't, maybe that hurts their confidence if they win by less than five, right? Uh, I, I I think, again, it ultimately comes down to the individual who it actually helps or hurts. I think the bigger deal, as you had mentioned, is all that extra time off between playing in these games. Ideally, I think when we first talked about the schedule um, and talked about that three-game stretch for uh, ASU playing, USC, UCLA, and Arizona all back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, was that Marcus Backley might be back for that first USC game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. like There wasn't a ton about the timetables for his return at the time, but I was more confident. I was actually even erring on the side of caution saying that, well, maybe he's going to be back, more so expecting him to be back a, a decent amount of time before then. You now have just like, essentially a week and a half for him to get back. So that's all well and good. Ideally, you do have him back for these games you're going to need everybody everybody it's, it's going to be an all hands on deck kind of situation for these conference games it's not even so much that that first stretch is so important i mean it is you really don't want to because you're what one and one right now you really don't want to finish those three games and be one and four uh, so we'll, we'll kind of talk about maybe some of the goals over that just a little bit later on the podcast but uh, I, I don't think it's so much a negative thing i really really don't the biggest thing is is more so the time off um Either way, you still would have gone about a week week or so without playing uh, up until USC. So uh, maybe maybe a positive, maybe not. Uh, but hopefully this team is getting healthier overall over the next week and change.
0: That's definitely going to be the goal. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this first segment. When we return for the second segment, we're going to talk about that really challenging three-game stretch that Arizona State is going to be going up against, what we're hoping the outcome could be, and what we are really hoping and praying will be the situation when we get to these games. You are listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast.
1: This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. So with NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses actually increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system to power your growth. netsuite.com slash on.
0: And now we return for the second segment of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Thanks again so much for making us your first listen every day. Make sure you go and check out the ultimate college football playoff preview for the 2021 playoff. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis—the most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. With this second segment, we're gonna go dive into this. I, I called it a daunting three-game stretch. That might be an understatement, Connor. They've got they've got three top-10 opponents coming up. Two of them on the road. You have to go to number eight USC on the 30th of December, which is next Thursday then you got to go to number five UCLA which falls on Saturday the first which is just two days later and then you get to come back home but you're taking on your in-state rivals the number six U of a wildcats Connor this this is going to be excuse me very very difficult to put it politely
1: I, I think as we talked about the stretch, each of these teams might have climbed a little bit in their respective rankings, which end of the day rankings are just somebody's opinion, right? But you you can't be that consensusly off about top 10 teams in the nation. Uh, all these teams are playing absolutely out of their mind. I, I, I can't tell you which one I'm most scared of. Um, Honestly, I think it's Arizona just because I think they're playing so well on both sides of the ball. Plus, See, plus there's that rivalry factor that I really don't.
0: I would disagree with you there if for no other reason than that's a home game. Sure. The, the I'd give the edge to the other two just because they're on the road, personally. <laughs> sure. So,
1: it does not look good. Forecast is not great for the Sun Devils in their next three games. It is
0: uh, worse than the weather outside. I was like,
1: ironically speaking about the weather outside.
0: The weather outside is frightful. We don't want
1: to. Absolutely not. Uh, we, we don't want to say, well, they just need to play competitive in all three of these games. If they lose, like, at least they got to play close. That doesn't get you anything. I don't care. Necess- I mean, I do care. But overall, whether they're playing these games close or not, like all that's going to change is the win or loss call. Right. That's it. So I, I'm not saying you need to find a way to win two of these three. That Would that be absolutely great? Totally. Absolutely it would. Am I predicting that to happen? No, they're probably going to lose all three of these games. That being said, if they can find a way to win one, win one. Last thing you want after, I mean, they did lose their last game by one point. Don't get on this four-game losing streak heading into essentially the rest of your conference play. It's going to put you so far behind the eight ball, dropping you to one and four, potentially only being in front of like Oregon State and putting you like 11th in the Pac-12. It's going to be really hard to recover from that because you'll have, uh, a couple games after that, before you get the same three opponents again, right? It, it, it sounds like a loser ball to say, well, they just need to win one, right? The, the goal is to win absolutely all three of these games, but we got to be realistic. It, it, it's probably not it, It's probably not going to happen uh, unless this team starts to play a little bit better or Marcus Bagley absolutely jump, sparks, uh, jump starts, I should say, uh, the offense for this team. They've played very well defensively throughout the year, but this team cannot score at will like some of the other teams that they're going to be playing against it's not not a very good feeling going to these next three games
0: no not at all I would tell you the like the absolute best case scenario and I'm saying like the stars align and just Bagley comes back and the coaching turns around and you you're connecting on the majority of your shots and your defense like literally Connor executed perfectly two and one you find a way to to steal one of these games on the road. And then you're able to take the in-state rivalry at home in Tempe away from U of A. That is your best case scenario. You are not going 3-0. 1-2 is a very good case scenario. I would predict that they're going 0-3 these games. And maybe that's me being cynical. But, Connor, this outlook is bleak when it comes to these three games. Because these three teams are playing out of their mind right now. Just like you said earlier. like Just to emphasize that. They're playing out of their mind, ridiculously elite basketball. It's between those three teams and everybody else for the Pac-12 title right now. The, the fact that USC and UCLA are hanging tight with a U of A who every single year, which is short of a couple exceptions, is like borderline blue collar basketball program. And and, and I'm not trying to to take down USC and UCLA's successes because they both have been very good basketball programs recently. But the fact that they're hanging in there for the number one spot, that speaks volumes about how good they are. you got to go on the road for both of them. That's a very, very unfortunate scenario for you. And then you come home and you think that, oh, man, maybe they'll turn it around. But nope, got to take on U of A. Very, very tough.
1: In the four-game stretch, starting at Oregon to San Francisco, so essentially what will be your last four games played coming into these three games against these ranked opponents, you won by uh, two against Oregon, and you won by five against GCU. Uh, then you won by one against Creighton, so ultimately that put you at an uh, essentially positive eight-point differential, and you lost by one San Francisco. In four <clears throat> games, there is a total difference in 7 points scored, mainly due to the lack of offense that this ASU team has, if you're playing some of these teams, great. Like as I mentioned before, I, I with these games, I almost don't care how you play or right? as long as you win, right? Winning ugly is still winning, which I would absolutely take over these next three games. That being said, they played pretty ugly during uh pretty good stretches against those four teams. And to only essentially have a plus seven point differential in those, those four games, not very impressive. At the end of the day, they got three eight wins in those four games. That's great. That's what they needed to do.
0: And hopefully you could have gotten four in a five-game stretch if you did get to play Florida A&M tonight. More than likely.
1: Whether you covered that that 17-point spread or not would have been potentially tough for the Sun Devils team. But more than likely would have gotten another win. At the end of the day, like we don't want to just look at these three games and hope and pray for a win. But that's kind of what we have to do. It's what Bobby Hurley and this team has shown us kind of what they're made of so far. I, I don't want to say that they can't win because... Weird things happen in sports all the time. Weird things. That being said, if, if I'm betting on any of these games, I'm taking easily the money line in all three, and, and they're going to be heavily favored easily against Arizona State.
0: And, and I mean, rightfully so. But in the meantime, we'll go ahead and get a prayer circle, and we'll start manifesting a way that we can get one win because that is that is a that, that's a big win in my book. Sun fans
1: should be Googling how many ligaments they actually need in their knee because if not, we need to give Marcus Bagley... Uh, a new one or whatever injury he's going through right now. I don't remember if he had like a, a specific like ligament sprain or something, I, but I do believe it was a knee issue if I remember correctly, but without Marcus Bagley, I don't think they have a, a hope and a prayer, but we'll see. Got it. Got to remain positive in, in some way, but otherwise the the half class empty kind of fan enemy is definitely coming out. Not looking forward to watching these next three games.
0: Well, and like we can touch on that real quick before we end the second segment. There's a, the, the best part of having such a big break, you have a good opportunity for Bagley to get to 100%. And you get Bagley back in the fold, and now you're only losing by 10 instead of 15 or 20. Wonderful. Hey, man, you got to take your moral victories with this team. I, I am not a person that believes in moral victories at all. Like, I just don't like them. I, you lose, you lose. You're a loser. But if you can find a way to stay competitive in this in these games, I would feel a little more confident, especially the br- the bright side, After USC and UCLA, you got a three game homestand. It starts with U of A, which is very tough, but then you got Utah and Colorado, which not easy games by any stretch of the imagination, but it would give me a little bit of confidence, especially if Bagley's back in this fold, man. Like, this really is like the the only silver lining with such a big break here. Maybe Bagley is finally back in this lineup.
1: If you had to pick one game for the Sun Devils to win over this next three games, U of A. Easy. Why? Oh,
0: what what I want? Or... No, no, no.
1: no. What, if you had to pick one game. I mean, we can say we want to beat U of A all day long, but if you had to place money on one of these games for ASU to pull the upset, which one's it going to be?
0: I actually, believe it or not, I would still pick U of A because you're at home and because like o- over the last few years, for whatever reason, Arizona State doesn't always roll over on their back and just let U of A stomp all over them.
1: Just the, the cupcake
0: games. Yeah. Wait. Hey. Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Take shots at my Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, Only I'm allowed to do that. No, but I mean U of A and Arizona State. Uh, it's been a decent rivalry. Don't get me wrong; U of A owns the rivalry convincingly. But there, there's been a handful of games over the last ten years where ASU has been able to pull off an upset. And if I, if my memory serves, sometime we actually swept them. Like I remember, we took them down in a. In Tempe, when they were like a top three, maybe even the number one team in the nation at one point, we stormed a court and all that good stuff. I want to say that same season, I'm probably wrong, Connor. I'm probably wrong. But I'm pretty sure we swept them one year, and it was huge. But obviously, these are very, very different teams. But you tell me to pick one of these three games to win, I'm taking the home game, and I'm taking the rivalry game. All right. That's fair enough. Okay, so there you go. We'll go ahead and wrap up the second segment. When we return, we're going to touch a little bit on football and the Shrine Game players who are going to Arizona State. There are now four players going to the East-West Shrine Bowl. We'll talk about who they are in the second segment. You're listening to the Locked On. Uh, ooh, excuse me, I almost the Pac-12. You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. We've been talking about Price Picks for a while now, and if you still haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to college football action. PricePix makes college basketball more interesting. And PricePix is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more football and basketball props than anyone in the whole world, with the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid major players you might not have ever heard of. PricePix offers any prop you can think of. When it comes to basketball, you can play points, rebounds, assists, threes made, and more. Here's the best part I got a, I got a promo code for you guys. Use the promo code LOCKED ON. And receive an instant deposit match up to $100. Make sure you use the promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. Here's how it works: pick two to five players in an over/under projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. The best part is it's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks also allows mixed sports entries, so you can take the over on Joel Embiid and combine it with the under on Aaron Rodgers in the exact same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Plus, PriceFix offers safe and fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out PriceFix.com and remember to use that promo code LOCKED ON or go to the App Store and download the app today. PriceFix is daily fantasy made easy. We returned for the third and final segment of a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. We talked plenty of basketball. We do got to touch a little bit on football. We talked yesterday about Darian Butler going to the East West Shrine Bowl, but Connor. He's not the only one going.
1: Nope. We do have uh, Chase Lucas, Jack Jones, and then DJ Davidson all confirmed to be going as well. Uh, confirmed to be going. I, I'm curious what, uh, uh, how many players from like another school. An example, can another school beat four? Because ASU is definitely going to be well-represented at this bowl game. Uh, to put which, it kindly. Which all but confirms essentially that they're not going to be at the Senior Bowl this year. But still, they, they get to take part in... Uh, I, I think that's like the what really is considered like the longest all-star game that college football has to offer. Cause I think it started in like maybe even the twenties, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, I
0: could not confirm, but,
1: but e- either way, four studs on the Sun Devils defense, uh, essentially all going to be playing at, at the Shrine Bowl, uh, whether they're, they're end up going to be starting come uh, game time, who knows, but they'll, they'll definitely get their fair shake, but good, uh, good exposure for these ASU players. Um, are all four of them going to get drafted in the NFL? Probably not. Probably not. Do I think that, Two of them could get drafted when it's all said and done. I I, I think I I would take if the bar was set at uh, one and a half. I think I would take the over on that for those. Just players. from the Shrine Game? Yeah. yeah. Uh No, even just well, I guess if you include Rashad White, so yes. I was going to say
0: you'd smash the over. From,
1: from those players. Yeah, I, I would. Of those four, I think I would take the over on one and a half. Not that all four, and pr- if it was at two and a half, I'd probably take no, the under.
0: I would take the under because I'm
1: not sure three. Like I, I wouldn't get surprised or be surprised if, like, uh let's say that Roberts or not Robertson, uh, Darian Butler, and then Jack Jones end up getting drafted later on. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a Chase, Chase Lucas ends up being some sort of camp body um maybe going into the season seeing if he can stick around some sort of nfl roster
0: yeah it, there there's very good talent here i think the fun part connor is there's still quite a few seniors that at, for arizona state that deserve a spot in either of the two bowl games between the Senior bowl and the east west shrine game you you got who's left kyle Sol- uh sully who i'm not big both, on both but, linebackers yeah, but yeah uh, uh, robertson, robertson sure. too and kellen you, you got three more guys who, in my opinion at least, deserve spots there. Can you imagine if all three wound up at the Shrine game and you had seven players from Arizona State representing? I, I might have to change my ticket from Mobile over to wherever the Shrine game is. You'll have to excuse me. I'm not sure where it is off the top of my head. But, I mean, yeah. there are all of them going? No, of course not. But these guys deserve opportunities, and I think that they could find a way to sneak in, but nonetheless, four guys at this Shrine Game, Connor. That's huge.
1: Regardless of being like first round talent in the NFL or not, like these are quality college football players, yes, right?
0: Exactly, quality players. So
1: just because, like, w- when you start to hear the statistics on like how many players make it from pop Warner to high school to college to the NFL, like obviously those numbers decrease a ton but you can still be good at your specific level and just maybe not, not cut that like elite tier. So if they're not all draftable players, that's still, that's fine out of all the college uh, football players in the nation. Like these guys are still very quality and would make a lot of teams. Uh, Maybe for like some of the better schools in the nation, like in Alabama, would any of these guys be starting? Maybe not, but, uh, but as far as a, a ton of other colleges go, a lot of these guys would find homes elsewhere and be starting playing quality football. So, Good for them. Uh, again, great exposure for these four players. Definitely excited to be uh, hearing a lot of the stories that come out. I, I want to hear what maybe some of the, the the coaches at the camp are saying. If any of these guys do end up standing out. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if maybe one of them do. Uh, if I had to pick somebody, probably Darian Butler, just for how good he's been. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I'm very excited to hear a lot of the the. For, for lack of a better word, rumors flying around during the uh, that week of practice in the game, just to kind of see what people think nationally of these ASU Sun Devils.
0: Yeah, we'll have to take a look. And I mean, obviously, we'll be keeping, keeping track of it as best we can, uh, following Twitter and all that good stuff. Any articles that get pumped out, we'll follow them. I will be in Mobile for the Senior Bowl, so I'll give you guys all the information I can get for Rashad White. Very much looking forward to him, but we'll just we'll wait and see but obviously you got three more guys who we think deserve opportunities to go to some kind of bull game and get opportunity worst case scenario they don't and now you just have an absolutely loaded pro day for whenever that kicks off for 10p but i think that's just about everything i have to say regarding that so we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode a little bit of a shorter one than we normally do but we'll be we'll be back tomorrow with more to talk about as well from all of us here in the Locked on Sun Devils, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen. And now go ahead and make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. The best part, just like the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, it's free and available on all platforms. Make sure that you follow us wherever you are getting your podcast, whether that's Google podcast or Apple podcast or Spotify or Odyssey or wherever else you listen to your podcast. Me and Connor are there Monday through Friday, giving you the absolute best Arizona State Sun Devils content in a whole wide world. The best part is you can also follow us on Twitter and see our terrible takes. Myself at RichieBrads36, Connor at Drios, and then you can also find the Locked on Sun Devils page at LO underscore Sun Devils. Thanks again so much for listening to us. And until next time, you keep it locked right here, unlocked on, on Sun Levels.